This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. Had an interesting discussion recently with my in-laws, Mr. Keller, about how they were consuming their media and maybe do some reflecting on my own. Then voila, I ran into this interesting display by the visual capitalist, how media consumption evolved throughout COVID-19. I feel like both of us are sort of share that we're very leery of any one source of how you get information at this point. I talked about that Dr. Seuss thing that came up during the pandemic. That mainly has to do with news. This has to do with how we consume everything from listening to books, to streaming TV, to the radio. I know, I know, nobody knows what the radio is anymore. This report breaks down how Gen Z, millennials, Gen X, and boomers, and how their media consumption changed over the last year year or so. To me, everything seems pretty straightforward, like baby boomers watch a lot of TV, Gen Z watches YouTube and plays video games. Is there anything from this graph that sort of caught your attention? Um, I mean, it was the the it it made sense it confirmed my thought that yeah tv consumption was going to go down um and i kind of as i was looking at it it kind of made me think did it go down because people are consuming so much on their phones they're tired of uh media by the time the day ends and they sit down because like normally you would be commuting or you would be at work and then the commute goes away and it's easy to grab your phone so i don't know the reason but that was kind of the thing that I assumed was happening and was reflected. So then my question to you is, is anything in your consumption habits changed over the last 18 months or so? Yeah, I watch YouTube more than I used to just uh, might be partly because of the show or partly because I'm in the house more, but um, I like the algorithm of it and it shows me content. Uh, I watch a lot of construction tips and little videos like that and check out news. But uh, I'm curious, what was the, takeaway from your conversation with your in-laws uh the takeaway was something that i dreaded which is that they just get their news from one source source. and one source only which i think in this you know i was going to talk about at the end but like i think that's the death of anybody at this particular point because of the way it's given to you like in the old days right there was walter or walter 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 and like everybody watched the same thing now you could say that's not good but we all came from that frame then we could discuss it out from there. Now we're all watching our own tiny little frame. And if you're only watching that, you have no idea where the other sources are. So it's good and bad how things are. But when you get your source from only one place, I you're just not, I mean, you're not a well-informed person. Yeah. And I guess it kind of depends on what, who you put the responsibility of the information on. Do you put it on the broadcast media and you say, well, it's on them to give me what I need, or do you put it on yourself to be informed? And I think a lot of people have the mentality of like, well, this is someone else's responsibility and I need to, they like, it's, it's on them to give it to me straight. Like I don't need to figure it out. And that seems to maybe more that be more of that generation of just being like, this is, this is it. And I'm going to take it at face value. Yeah, no, I think it, Absolutely right. And I feel like baby boomers watch the news, get it from one source and never fact check anything they hear. And then the Gen Z, I think, is at the youngest, literally don't trust anything. And we get from this graph that they really only trust 
research that comes from the World Health Organization. They don't really trust news organizations. They don't trust websites from governments. They really only trust very specific research papers. Whereas I feel like me and you in the middle, like we verify everything, but we're so, we're somewhat in that TV boomer generation, but we're not quite Z and don't trust everything. I think medical research papers are one of the most interesting things to put your trust in because who is funding these yeah. research things? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times it's side effects for prescription drugs and it's like, well, this is funded by Pfizer. So it's good. Like no matter, even if you try to be completely unbiased, if someone's paying your paycheck yeah. and you're going to, there's going to be a slight angle to it. So I think research is one of the hardest things to fully verify until it goes through like multiple third party reviews because someone has to pay for it and no one's doing this research out of the goodness of their heart. And there's generally a reason that someone's willing to fund the research. Which this, this, is the idea that I kind of came through reading this graph is that how much digging is the average person willing to do to get the truth, right? I mean, the reason boomers just watch the news and then do anything else is because like, I don't want to say they're lazy, but like, yeah, I don't want to take the time to Google what that person just said and find out the truth. Whereas Gen Z is kind of being trained to be like, you know what, maybe I should just put that, what they just said into Google and figure out what's going on here. Yeah. Another thing that kind of stood out to me on this was that the uh, Gen Z had a 14 or a 15% increase in podcast consumption, which was surprising to me because I thought podcasts in general would just be down because most people consume that while commuting. And I guess maybe Gen Z can listen to it at home or while they're on a walk. But that was kind of interesting that podcast consumption went up and maybe that's in, in tandem with other activities. That is by far where I increased my media consumption as a podcast. We've been talking about this. You know, I've had a podcast for the last 15 years personally, but it's only been into the pandemic that I went out and bought some earbuds and I basically now take them everywhere. Kids, I don't go to a kid's sporting event without uh, earbuds and I'm listening to something while I'm watching them. I don't go to the park with them while they're playing that I'm not listening to something. I have dramatically increased my podcast. I mean, I've always been a, an avid radio listener. So when I'm washing the dishes, I would listen to mm -hmm. Giants game, blah, blah, blah. but now I'm just sort of taking that everywhere. Pod, yeah, I mean, I've taken another form of information wherever I'm at. I guess I'm the exception because podcasts did go up across all categories and my podcast consumption definitely went down because I would listen to things as I was commuting all throughout Los Angeles. And now I guess maybe uh, YouTube is my consumption, takes the place of the commute listening to a podcast. You know, the one that's interesting for me is uh, the books on tape, book, audio books. That's something that I, you know, I mainly read to kind of fall asleep at the end of the night. So I like kind of looking at the words and it kind of transitions me. Mm -hmm. Listening to a book is just, I don't know. I don't want to say I'm never going to get into it, but that's something that somewhat went up during the pandemic. Yeah, I only really listen to books when I'm on a long road trip. I, I have a hard time doing them in bite-sized chunks. Nicole has, um, she listens or used to listen to them driving to, to and from work. Um, now she lives closer to work, so the commute's even shorter. I don't know if she'll keep that up, but yeah, some people only listen to books. I prefer to read them, but I don't really do much of either. One of the other thing with consuming media that's sort of happened to me during the pandemic is what I felt like with them, as a family, we were watching more movies because we just couldn't go out. So we were sitting and I feel like I've become overwhelmed 
with the amount of options of things to watch. You know, I got Disney Plus, I got Netflix, I got HBO. And like, I'm basically the movie guy. So I have to provide the movie. And even for me, I put everybody to bed. It's like 11 o'clock. I finally get to watch it. I'm like, there's just so many choices that I get overwhelmed by all of it. And I can't watch anything. Oh, you don't have a list anymore? You told me last year that you just sit down and you already it's already decided. I, I went through the list and I my list is not as tried and true as it used to be. I've kind of come up with this new thing where I'll kind of start going through the streaming services and I'll be like, you know, the very first thing, even if it's not that catches my, I'm just going to watch it and not debate, be like, oh, the, I'm just like the very first thing, boom, that's it. Wow. Well, if you want to send Larry some movie <laughs> suggestions, do ease I'm his mind. I don't know. <laughs> You can find us at Reposted Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm Andrew for Leaky Larry. Thanks for